This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The fate of peculiardom hangs in the balance in the desolations of Devil's Acre, the epic conclusion to the number one New York Times bestselling Miss Peregrine's Peculiar Children's Series by Ransom Riggs. Race through history's most dangerous loops in this thrilling series the New York Times calls a visually rich literary experience. Get The Desolations of Devil's Acre out now from Penguin Random House wherever books are sold. Also available as an audiobook. Welcome everybody to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh- uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out of the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Hi. As always, Hello. We've been doing more episodes lately. You've been giving us a lot of great questions. We wanted to really do you, the listener, the fat, the normie. We wanted to do right by you. So what we're doing is our first ever feedback episode. Love the feedback. Just listener questions. That's it. Just listener questions. As always, we want to remind you to follow the podcast on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That helps us out with rankings and all that stuff. So it helps more people get to know about what we're doing here on the podcast. So, I mean, let's really not waste any time. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. The first question comes from our guy, Russ Schneider. You remember Russ from having his own bracket in March (laughs) Fatness this year? Yes. A true fat. Yes. Calling back to a few episodes ago when we mentioned the possibility of an outing. And he asks, is there an update on a possible outing? Oh. And oh, I'm so glad that you asked because there mm-hmm. is. Funny you should ask. Rick and I signed up today for the Homewood Point 3K. Yes. And we found out Point 3 is about, what, like 350 yards yeah, roughly? I think it's technically 365 yards. Okay. Oh, boy, the extra That's 15 a, is yeah. I was not counting on That's that. That's great. But anyway, it's September 21st at 4 p.m. in Martin Square in Homewood. That's on Ridge Road, uh, just west of Dixie. Come on out and watch me and Rick run and drink and eat donuts and probably jog. Really? Oh, maybe we probably just walk. Yeah, there we go. You know, we should probably run some rascal scooters and just do that. (laughs) You are allowed to roll with this. (laughs) Just roll. Just you and I just like rolling down the street. Yes. Like, uh, what's her name in... uh, God, what was her name in Willy Wonka? The girl, oh, Violet Beauregard. Yes. Just like, just roll me out of the room down the street. Yes. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Point three k is is just our speed. I ran a 5K before and it was mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. I'll never do it again. This is uh, this is something that Rick and I can do, something we can tackle. Well, and it's and also special because yeah. there's added elements to this. Yes, there are. Yeah. So you start out this race. By having a beer from Rabbit Brewing, which I know is one of, if not your favorite brewery in the world. It is. That's true. Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. So you start out with a beer. Then, you know, at point one, okay, you'd normally, you know, veer off and get yourself some water in a normal race. At least that's what I'm told. Yeah. But at point one, there is a Krispy Kreme and coffee station. That sounds good. So you get a donut and coffee if you like. I'm not a coffee guy, but I will partake in the donut. Maybe I I can get a second donut. Coffee running... It's interesting. I'll probably pass on the coffee, too. Okay. You keep saying running like we're actually going to run. I have no interest in running. You're not even going to try? You're not even going to jog? Probably not. No. I'm, I'm going to try a little bit. I might what? try a little bit. I want to see if I... Can I run 360 yards uninterrupted? And when I say run... Whoa. I'm not run. sprinting. I'm just saying, like, can I jog it and not need to stop? I need to know how far I've gone. Great. Me... <laughs> and the best part of all this is that... The video guy here at 670 The Score, Brian Gurch, is going to be yeah, there with us. Right. So while you are jogging ahead, 
and doing your thing. He and I will be laying back, and I'll be talking to the camera <laughs> about yeah. you trying to run or I whatever guess this is. We should probably try to stick together for the sake of the content. All right, I won't yeah. run. Okay, I, I'm glad that it took it took a bit to get you <laughs> to convince you. I there. just envisioned the video of us like as soon as the starting line, we just like two or three steps, and it's like, eh, oh yeah, never mind. Oh yeah, yeah, we got to come up with a strategy. Maybe we try for like. 10, oh, we could do the 20-yard, sh- not a 40. We're not doing a 40. No. No 40-yard dash, as it were. But then also, <laughs> I forgot to mention at the end, you get a shot yep. and a White Castle slider. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, that one White Castle slider will hold, hold you over until you get to White Castle. Yeah, exactly. I went. I had my quarterly <laughs> visit, by the way, to White Castle. Oh, yeah? It went very well. I just looked at Addie and I said, this is one of your better ideas you've had in a while. She's like, yeah, I know. She loves White Castle. Really? She, Me and her get the same order. What is it? Five sliders and mm-hmm. a large fry. Okay. And she's like, we finished at the same time. She can down White Castle. She does no onions. That's fine. Because she's a kid. She doesn't get, you know, onions are. Yeah. See, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with theirs because they're diced. They're also like integral to the flavor of a White Castle. Right. They're not too intrusive and the texture doesn't kill you. Agreed. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the texture on a White Castle slider is a little iffy anyway. Yeah. Well. We don't talk about that. You yes. just eat it quickly and leave right. and then rush home. Um, but, yeah, if you want to join us, uh, uh, all you really have to do is Google Homewood point three k and it'll come up right away. Mm-hmm. But we'll tweet out the link to sign up if you guys want to join us and run with us. And uh, it'll be fun. It's going to be a fun afternoon. And you'll be a block away from the original Aurelios. Whoa. Oh, you didn't yeah. even tell me this. Yeah. You're right there, man. So as soon as we finish, oh. we'll just turn right around and head to Aurelios and knock out a pie or two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. This just got even more worth it. I do have one uh, small complaint. Okay. If uh, the people who are running this uh, are listening, the, when I signed this up this morning, it has, like, options for, like, you get a T-shirt or a, a medal sure. or whatever. Yeah. T-shirt options. Small, medium, large, extra large. And that's it. Well. What? Yeah, that's not going to work. So they don't want us to have shirts. They don't have double X. They don't have triple X. They don't I have squat gonna X. I say, at this point, I'm... I'm staring at a triple well we should try to get t-shirts made anyway yeah we should promote the podcast and promote ourselves so i'm in a the investigation period of that begins shortly yes um but yeah i that was a little disappointed so we're gonna get medals but either way if you want to join us sign up money goes to charity Mm -hmm. so goes to a good cause and you get a beer you get donut and coffee you get a shot and a slider and you hopefully get to see us before we pass out. <laughs> yeah, just look for us towards the back. I mean, it is kind of a shame that we don't get anything at the point two mark. We only get it at the point one at the end and the beginning. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous, but whatever. I mean, yeah. you know, come on. We, we may, yeah, we may have some sort of protest. By the way, so. if you want to know, the charity is all proceeds will benefit the Homewood Arts Council. Oh, okay, Which cool. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. The arts are important. The arts are important. Very much so. All and right. Fat and skinny people like the arts. The art. The art. <laughs> so we will we'll make sure to repeat all that towards the end of the podcast as well. But we want to keep going on this feedback episode. And actually we we have breaking news. Yes. Wendy's. Yes. Is going to have breakfast items. That's great. And they've released a part of the menu. They've released three items that will be on the menu. Now remember, a couple years ago they tried this and they didn't. It wasn't like it's sort of like how Taco Bell is doing breakfast, where it's not every location, which I think is a bad plan. Either have it or don't. Right. Does this story say it will be at every Wendy's or it will be select Wendy's? Because I had it when they had it. The one in Darien by my in-laws' house had breakfast at Wendy's, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. The company said Monday that it's taking breakfast nationwide awesome. next year. This is according to CNN. That's it, great. It doesn't get. I, to, it's funny. I had to scroll back to look at it because all I did was scroll to look for what the well, items are. Yeah, and don't leave us hanging. What do we? What do we got? All right. The first item that they release. Once yeah. again, this is a partial menu. Now, look, this is a let teaser. me see if I can pick what that is just based on photo. That looks like a biscuit and gravy chicken patty. This is a honey butter chicken oh, biscuit. Yes. It's a buttermilk biscuit with a fried chicken sandwich in between with whipped honey butter. Oh my god. Yes. Yes, we're getting that. Got to be up for breakfast, though. <laughs> that's okay. fine. No, what, what time does it end? Does it I, say? Ooh, that's a, yeah, we don't need a big daddy situation going on here. McDonald's before it was all day, it ended at like 10. It's yeah. got, 10.30 is the earliest possible time to end breakfast. I'm Agreed. sorry. Okay, number two is the Frosty Chino. 
It's a oh. it's a frosty milkshake infused with cold brew coffee. It comes in two flavors, oh my vanilla God. and chocolate. That sounds amazing. That's good. So it's a caffeinated frosty, basically. Yes, essentially. In. All right, so we're two for two. Oh. Number three is the breakfast baconator. <laughs> yes. You scrolled to this photo, and my eyes widened like, oh, they my really God. Did. Please describe what's on our screen. Okay. It's, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so the breakfast baconator is an egg, several slices of bacon. At least six. A sausage patty, two slices of American cheese, and a dollop of hollandaise sauce. Oh, my God. That what is, is ridiculous. What's in the middle there? It looks like another piece of bread. This? Yeah. That's the egg. Oh, it's the egg. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, so from bottom to top, you go sausage patty, American cheese, bacon, egg, more American cheese, more bacon, other bun. Yes. Wow. That If that's, that's all they strong. have, they're good. I they're- mean, yeah, that, that's this is only a partial menu, but still, that's a strong way to come out. Yeah. To oh, put those up there. I'm excited. I so, need a time machine to get. That. I want to. Let's live in that time. Seriously. All right. So good on Wendy's. Way to go, Wendy's. You know we haven't spoken the highest of Wendy's just because of of well, a lot of the the spicy chicken slander. And lately. their fries are trash. And their fries are trash. Like that. That's not even debatable. Okay. Let's get back to the feedback. What's your first question? All right. Now you and I have spoken about this on several occasions, but we can't. You know, we can't make we can't assure that everyone's heard every episode. So Mike asks, uh, it's actually three questions. What is your personal definition of fat? How does it compare with medical or scientific meanings for the term? We have said from day one that fat is a state of mind. Yes. Not a body size. So if you're someone who enjoys, uh, you know, eating one of those breakfast sandwiches from Wendy's or you like to get funky with your dipping sauces, and we're going to get to mm-hmm. a question about that later, speaking of Wendy's, if you partake in the fat arts which is being gluttonous and, and enjoying food not treating food like something that has to be measured or tasked or balanced then you're a fat exactly i mean it doesn't hurt if you're bigger yeah question two is fat synonymous with being overweight lazy having unhealthy diet and exercise ha- ha- behaviors playing video games etc with some people but not with us i don't think being I, I don't think fat people are inherently lazy correct i don't think that Maybe it's uh, it's a little bit unhealthy to be overweight, but it's also unhealthy to smoke. Right. It's unhealthy to not get enough sleep. There's a million things you do that are unhealthy. This is just a different way. Right. See, the problem with, quote, unquote, fat people is that people can see your vice. Mm-hmm. They see, like, that person likes to eat. That right. person, you know, probably should exercise more. No one knows if you're doing cocaine. Well, you True. might know if you do a lot of it. Right. But, or, you know, or, or no you play one knows hockey. It, or you're cheating on your wife or right. whatever. So our our vice is out there in front, and I don't think there's any uh, there's any shame in that. And question three, what's your response to the anti fat shaming movement? I think that we the both anti anti fat shame. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to make sure I got the right perspective. We here. no one should be shamed for how they look. Right. A lot of people who are overweight, some of them can't control it. Sometimes it's a glandular glandular issue. Sometimes people just don't care. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm pretty happy with myself. I, would I like to lose a couple pounds? Sure. But overall, my life is happy. My life is good. I enjoy my life. So, yeah, I've got no, you know, I think all shaming as, as opposed to like, as not, I guess you can shame people for decisions they make that are evil or immoral or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to shame the way somebody looks or something they can't control 100 percent. Yeah. I think that that's you shouldn't do that. Yeah. And uh, apart from the first question there, I've been told by like doctors as well that the BMI numbers are kind of crap. Like BMI is, there's so many more people that you would never even think twice about that would be considered fat or obese by BMI. Oh, sure. So like yeah. most Americans. Seriously. And I mean, I understand we've, the fat culture has run rampant in, in this country. Well, However, look, yeah, like it's, I, I still just, I don't trust BMI. I think BMI is a little ridiculous. Well, The reality is like, the way the reason Americans are are overweight is because things are served in huge portions here. Mm-hmm. Like when we went to Ireland, I felt, and I was with Speaks. Yeah, him and I stood out like sore thumbs. Like there's not people our size in Europe. Hmm. I mean, of course there are a few. Sure, but for the most part, people in Europe are Connor McKnight's size or Dan Bernstein's size or whatever. 
to see two big guys walking together was a bit of an anomaly. Okay. And people in, in Ireland were like, well, they're not from here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's no chance that two of them are walking together. And right. it was almost that that was a moment where I did have some self-consciousness about it because I felt like mm-hmm. an outsider. Sure. I felt like everyone was looking at me like, oh my God, look at this giant man. So um that that is a reality that in America we have just been inundated with supersizing and things just overall being bigger. The portions are just bigger. Yeah. And places take pride in that. Like, hey, for eight ninety nine, you can get a drink, a dessert, an app, a su- you know what I right. mean? It's about value. People are thinking value more than anything else. Exactly. All right. This is from Kenny. What are your thoughts on Taco Bell eliminating nine items from their menu? I've, yeah, I've got the list. So yeah, give me the list. The I, I, I have, I have strong thoughts on this, but okay. I'll let you give the list first. Okay, this is the nine items are chips and salsa. Okay. Okay. The beefy mini quesadilla. I didn't know that was a thing, but okay. Uh, yeah, some of these I didn't even, I never sampled. The chipotle chicken loaded griller. Okay. The double decker taco. What? Yeah. They're getting rid of the double decker taco. Yeah. That's my order. That's what I get. Uh, that's what you got? I'm doing a hub. <laughs> You're throwing your Sharpie? I threw my Sharpie <laughs> in anger. Yeah, the double-decker taco. That's right. Oh, it says you get three Mexican pizzas instead. All right. Are they getting rid of the Mexican pizza? I will no. burn this. Okay. If you hear Yamo be there one more time, <laughs> Yamo burn yes. this place to the I ground. I have the gas can right next to me, and I'm ready. That's not a gas can. Uh, the Cool Ranch Tacos. Stupid. Yeah. The, to, to get rid of them. Right. Not to have them. The Fiery Doritos Locos Tacos. Bad move. Okay. The Double Tostada. Don't think I've had it, but sounds fine. I tried to get Colleen to do the Double Tostada, but she just won't go for it. No. Okay. <laughs> Whenever you say, I asked Colleen to, yeah. we know the conclusion is she said no. Right. We, we're aware. Uh, the <laughs> The Power Menu Burrito. Power menu? I have no idea. All right. And the double XL grilled stuffed burrito. Not Duh. stuffed, F-F-E-D, stuffed, S-T-U-F-T. <laughs> well, it's always better when it's F-T. Right. I am furious about the double-decker. Now, here's my thing with Taco Bell. Okay. Taco Bell is basically one flavor, choose your texture. Yeah. Do you want crunchy, do you want soft, or do you want crunchy and soft? Yeah. And you could throw doughy in there if you want to. Sure. I'm what, a cheesy gordita crunch sure. guy. Like what what sort of combo of our three available textures do you want? Right. The beef tastes the same. It's basically the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So why? I don't get why you get rid of these things. Maybe they're not. So I guess the one common theme except for the double decker is they have to keep stock of like certain things. So the double XL burrito has a bigger tortilla shell. Sure. That they don't use for other things. Right. Um, but like the beefy natural loaded griller, they've, they've got the stuff for that. So is the Chipotle chicken only available in loaded griller or is it available in other meats? I'm not sure. That's the only thing is maybe they were finding that keeping these special items in stock. Right. We only want to have seven items. Right. We don't want to have 12. I'm really like- mad. I, the double decker <laughs> makes no sense because all it is is a crispy shell and a soft shell mm-hmm. with beans in between. Why do you have to get rid of that? They're not getting rid of refried beans. No. So why would you? I don't know. That's really dumb. I don't. I don't know. I don't get that at all. I used to get my order. Used to be a Cool Ranch double decker or three okay. of them, of course, not just one. Yeah. But three Cool Ranch double deckers. Okay. And now I can't get that at all. They're targeting you, Jay. Double spike. <laughs> double sharpie spike. <laughs> What's your next question? Why is life? That's my next question. <laughs> so pissed right now all right all right i'm better okay mary who comes in every week with great questions says she's a big fan of dipping salty hot fries into freaking delicious real chocolate shakes like shoops for example what are some other epic yet unconventional food combos you love and my first thought here was my friend aaron we'll get Mm -hmm. to her next okay used to dip her fries and her frosty at wendy's yeah so the salty chocolate thing makes a lot of sense. And I, at first sure. I thought it was kind of a gross idea. Mm-hmm. But now when you think about like chocolate covered pretzels, right. it's the same exact concept. Yeah. 
Well, so, yeah, just different temperature and different texture. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that you that you combine that maybe you otherwise wouldn't? Um, I mean, this is pretty lame, but when I was growing up, I would, instead of dipping, like, tortilla chips and salsa, I would dip them in barbecue sauce. Okay. There's another question like that later, too. So, something like that. I mean, I'm not that out there. Yeah. I'm just more, if it's, especially something we're making at home, I'm just going to season the crap out of it. That's more my thing. Yeah. Is I will try and add heat to whatever it is. So there's two things I've done that have gotten people to furrow their brow when they see me do it. One is I will smash Doritos in a ham and cheese sandwich. Okay. Like it's a, it's really great. It complements it very well. Yeah. And the other thing was, and I haven't done this in a long time, but when I was younger, I would have SpaghettiOs mm-hmm. and I would do like how ha- I would dump out half the can with meatballs, spaghetti with meatball. Yeah. Half the can in the bowl, then I'd put a slice of American cheese, then put the other half, and when I would melt it, I would have like a cheesy mm-hmm. flavor to it. Those are the two sort of unconventional things I do with food. Okay. Uh, as Aside from I will now dip a French fry in a Frosty or milkshake or whatever. Yeah. Just Not like I don't order them together and do it, but if I have both, I'll do it once or twice. This isn't that unconventional, but it's something that my family did for a while. Where instead of, like, with the, at home, making, like, the Tyson chicken breasts that are really good, instead of just putting them between, like, a, a nice bun or, like, regular bread or something, which the bread would be kind of weird, Texas toast. Oh, yeah. Texas Te- toast rules. Texas toast with barbecue sauce just encompassing it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll work. That's, that's, that's good stuff. Well, I, so I teased two things in that last question. Uh, Aaron, who I mentioned, who Mm -hmm. is the one who taught me about the Frosty Fries, said, I put powdered sugar in my Pepsi. Is that a bad choice? Yes. Yeah. So I texted her. (laughs) We're good friends. We've been friends since college. I said, Aaron, why (laughs) do you put powdered sugar in your Pepsi? She said, I love powdered sugar. I love when it clumps up in the Pepsi. Extra sweet. All right. And I just responded. I, guess, I mean, I love sweet, but I mean, that's just like. Yeah. I responded, dear God. I feel like I'd be like <laughs> rubbing my teeth. Yes, it would be. I love that is. I'm sorry. I'm coughing. That is. Um, that's gross. That's that's gross. I'm sorry. I have wow. my limits. That's one of them. Yeah. Okay. And then you mentioned dipping your tortilla chips in um, barbecue sauce, yes. Jamie says, thoughts on condiments on potato chips? I enjoy ketchup or mayo on no. unflavored potato chips, and especially kettle chips or restaurant-style homemade chips. My family thinks it's gross. I have no been known to dip my chips in ketchup. Like, if I'm having, like, I mean, it's similar to a fry. Yeah, if I'm having, you know, like hot dog and ruffles. Like, get your goddamn mayo out of here. <laughs> yes. Like, he He actually does acknowledge, like, I know you guys don't like it, but. You know, he, he's Still, saying he does. What does dipping any? What does dipping it in mayo or putting mayo on top do for it? Nothing. Nothing. I don't know. I I just don't get mayo. I think it tastes bad. So yeah. it's hard for me to like give a fair critique. Okay, my next question's from Jimbo, who wants to know: Do you have a full wardrobe for when you, in theory, would plan to lose weight, <laughs> but you never do? Um, I do have a few items in my closet. That are that I know I can only wear certain times. Yeah, and they're always sort of borderline. And I, I think Spiegel used to call it the heat check shirt. It's a great, it's a great phrase for it. Yeah, every now and again, I'll, I'll say mm, I got somewhere nice to be. Let me see how this goes. And usually, it's not great. Yeah, but because the other problem I have, we've discussed this before, is I have this long torso. Mm-hmm. So if anything is too small on me, it's going to be really short. Yep. And that's concern. I can get used to the to the bindingness of it, right? And I know a lot of people wear their clothes tight now. It's kind of the style. Man, like I got yelled at by Shane that we work with because so on the Lawrence Holmes show we got shirts made that were the Chicago Leverage, making fun of the Bulls, and I put mine on, and boy, to me, it felt too small. You know, it was pretty tight. It, it was kind of tight, and then it was also like just where it yeah, it, it was clingy. Mm-hmm. So I was super self conscious with it. You know, I'm pulling at it the yeah. entire time. I pulled it over my knees to try and stretch it out, like that kind of thing. And he told me to calm the f down because 
He's like, it looks fine. What's as a fat person though, you feel that. Oh, hundred percent. Like I'm totally aware. And and look, if you're not a fat person by like textbook definition of fat, watch fat people. They're always pulling their shirts. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've been doing it constantly since we sat down here, and we it doesn't make a difference. No. Like I, as you were saying that you were pulling your shirt and I was watching you. Yeah. You weren't like, wow, he's thin now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a subconscious thing. Oh yeah. Like I feel like my roll is sticking out or whatever. And it's you just feel like it's, it's everything's clinging to you. It's a bad feeling, and it's a self-conscious feeling. Yeah. I've been better about it lately, and I know that, like, the tight look is the look. And typically, it looks better. Sure. Because most people look bad in baggy clothes. Yeah. I appreciate, as an observer of people, I appreciate yes. when people that can pull it off wear tighter clothes. I will leave it at that. All right. Fair enough. All right, my next question is from uh, Micah. He says, should dessert be immediately had after dinner or should your body get a chance to digest first? Asking for a friend and his wife who constantly have this argument and are frankly appalled at each other's post-meal behavior. I'm somewhere in the middle. Now, I'm friends with Micah and -hmm. his wife. Micah is one of those, and my my in-laws are like this too. It's like dinner, then desserts in like two hours. Oh, two hours? Yes. Micah's like, or his wife is like, Food's done, dessert. It's like a, the same sitting. Okay. I think like a half hour leeway, so everyone's done eating. No one feels rushed. But when I have this, when I'm at my in-law's house and I have to sit and wait for dessert, mm. and it's like just sitting there, and the only reason they're doing it is like just because. Yeah. It's like just to extend the party, and I know when my wife's there, saying goodbye takes 45 freaking minutes because it's got to be story, story, story with everybody. That's... I swear to God, that's every in-law family ever. Well, it is the same for me. It's, well, it's the same way with my mom. Like as I'm leaving, as I'm backing out, just like knocking on my window with like three or four <laughs> right. more things. I'm like, oh my god, let me leave. Love you, but let me leave. Yeah. But anyway, I think there should be like some sort of there should be a gap, but no longer than like forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It depends for my family. Sometimes it'll be like fifteen minutes in between. Or it'll be like because one person eats slower than another. Shockingly, I'm not the slowest eater. What? So I may have a few minutes in between already. So like I, I could be ready right away. All right. Most of the time I'm ready right away. But yeah. sometimes we'll wait like 15 minutes. Well, it's nice to, I mean, not just to have it. I, I think, do you think about like after you eat, like you just still want the taste in your mouth? A little bit. Like that, I, it depends. If it's yeah. really good. I try not to just eat and wash away the taste right away. I don't know. Maybe that's weird, but I I would like a little bit of a refractory period, so to speak. Oh, I forgot to answer Jimbo's question myself. Oh, yeah. I also have a few heat check shirts of varying sizes (laughs) of XL down to in college. For a while, I was actually able to wear a large shirt. Wow. So it was a little tighter, but it was one of those where, like, I needed the intervention, apparently, from my girlfriends that that were on the floor I lived on. So they're like... Listen, we're taking you here. You have to have X amount of dollars available, and it wasn't some crazy amount. They're like, we get to pick out two shirts, and you pick out one. I'm like, okay, deal. So they, you know, they picked out shirts. Was it because it didn't fit or didn't like your style? Well, like at that point, I was. So I was probably. It was probably both. Uh, (laughs) I was at that point probably seventy pounds lighter than I am now. And I was still wearing like double X's sometimes, or or extra larges, and some you know just some extra larges that run big, you know they they look pretty huge. So I was just swimming in whatever I was wearing. And they wanted you to they wanted get in me, things a little more fitting. Yeah, exactly. Get things that fit a little better. I remember in college we took this kid. Um, he was like painfully immature to be a college student, and I think he was like kind of from the sticks or whatever. And we, not me, because I have no fashion sense, but a group of us went to Old Navy with him. Okay. And it's like, like look, dude, like, you're going to go out. We're going to be, yeah, get, let us, like, would you mind if yeah, we get, helped go, you yeah, get pick going out some, to the bar clothes? Yeah, you can't wear, like, Ninja Turtles t-shirts anymore. Because it was, like, before the period of irony with yeah, that stuff yeah. or satire. Mm-hmm. He was just wearing them because those were his clothes. Yeah. Like, eh, you're, you're in college now. Right. Like, let's Let's try to have a girl... Put her arm around you at some point in your life. Well, just start there. And <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right. My next question. It from... didn't work. <laughs> Spoiler alert. 
Now, my next question is from Brad. What's the best food you've ever had at a tailgate? Mm. Wow. That is tough. Do you want a second? Because I got mine. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so mine was at NIU played at Iowa. So this was like the tailgating around Kinnick Stadium. So we were walking to the game down whatever the main street is that you that you walk down to get there. And this was actually in someone's backyard, but their backyard went up to the street. And that's the thing at Iowa is like a lot of places will have, you know, drinks and food there. So you just pay a couple bucks and you can take some stuff and go. This one place had just sitting in a crock pot. I don't know what they put in their meatballs, but it was it was a barbecue meatball. So a little different. Okay. And they kind of tailored it to where it was a little smokier. It was incredible. Easily the best food item that I've ever had at a tailgate. Because most places it's still just like a burger or a brat. And they can be done really, really well. But that meatball was like incredible. It just like melted. And yeah. it was a, just a little bit different tasting meatball. So that always stuck out as just incredible. Right, well, my first thought it's not necessarily a tailgate, but it was a football party. Does that count? Uh, we'll allow it. We ate outside. We watched the game outside. Does that count? My cousin Gary made this incredible um, pork um, pork salsa crock pot. Okay. A concoction. Stop. Wait a minute. Uh, Chris Tannehill's Italian beef. You ever had that? I still haven't had it. Oh, my God. With the pepperoncinis in there, it is so great. Yeah, it just made he, me think of that. Sorry. You mentioned it, and I'm jealous that I yeah, have it. It's easy to make, but he makes it great. Anyway, so this is like shredded pork in a crock pot with like green tomatillo salsa, mm-hmm. and you just eat the whole thing as a taco. Oh. That was amazing. And I tried to make it myself and just could not get it quite right. Okay. Because I think he was holding off like, oh, yeah, it's just this and this, and whatever the key was, he left, he ex- oh, excluded. Oh, okay. Which is, it's his thing. Yeah. I would do the same thing. Sure. You know, figure out the rest yourself. But yeah. that, to me, was the first thing I thought of, like, what mm-hmm. was the best thing I had while watching football outside? That's the one. Okay. Let me piggyback this one from Tim. What's the best game day snack? I think that more fits into what you were thinking. Buffalo chicken dip. See, for me, it's a chili dip. Yeah, same I mean, same idea, same principle, yeah, just different flavors. I mean, easy. You can have a variety of vehicles. It could be more of a Frito. It could be more of just a traditional chip. I mean, it's so good. I'm right there with you. That's a close second, but Buffalo chicken dip is my favorite, and that same thing. You could eat with Fritos. You need mm-hmm. a strong, a, a sturdy tortilla chip. Sure. I recommend donkey chips or ranchero as the strongest and most versatile chip. Uh, have you ever had bean dip? I'm not a big bean guy. Okay, so Hope makes this. Uh, it, you go in the chip aisle. Mm-hmm. There's a shelf-stable can okay. of Frito-branded bean dip. Okay. So it's basically like a puck of, like, whipped beans. Yeah. It's that. It's melted cream cheese. Okay. Chives chili powder. Mm-hmm. And then shredded cheese on top. You'll heat the whole thing, stir it, and you eat it with chips. Okay. We had not had that forever. And last night, I just looked up at Hope and like, we should make bean dip. And she's like, yes, we should. Yeah. My close second, by the way, pigs in a blanket. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, pick. just the, yeah, the little flakiness of that crust is so good. All right. What's your next one? All right. Uh, Bob Gilbert says, uh, since the Bears played the Packers to start the season last week. Don't remind me. What are your top five favorites types of cheese? Oh. Do you need a second? Yes. All right. I got mine because I read this ahead of time, obviously. Okay. I'm going to go with cheddar, number one, mm-hmm. just based on the versatility of it. You can put it on a burger, put it on eggs, whatever sure. you need to put cheese on. If the only option you have in your home is cheddar, it will probably work under most circumstances. Yes. Except for, and this brings me to number two, pizza, where I need mozzarella. Yes. That's my number two is mozzarella. You can put mozzarella on an Italian beef sandwich. Lots of uses for mozzarella. And, of course, I love, um, what do you call it, tomato, basil, mozzarella, I can't think of the name for that dish. It's a margarita, margarita pizza, yeah. but they serve it like on um, sticks, whatever those are. You know what I'm talking okay. about. Yeah. Number three is American because okay. it's 9-11 and I'm an American, damn it. <laughs> Number four, Chihuahua cheese, which is my favorite Ooh, for the tacos. Call. The uh, Chihuahua cone, uh, what do you call it? Cone jalapeno. Mm-hmm. It has, you know, little pieces of jalapeno in it. That's better, but it's hard to find. Yes. But Chihuahua is great because it melts quickly. 
put it on your taco. Yeah. Delicious. And number five is nacho. <laughs> nacho edging out provolone nacho cheese wins my number five spot all right that's that's perfect because for me number five is provolone provolone solid provolone's great uh number four is chihuahua cheese all right we're like-minded number three is mozzarella okay number two is where we differ pepper jack oh i forgot pepper jack i love pepper jack all right cross, you know what cross off american and put pepper jack in my third spot hmm Score Not America. as American now, are you? <laughs> well, not when Pepper Jack's involved. That's true. And then number one is a good sharp cheddar. Yeah. Cheddar's I, great. Cheddar. And, well, and like I've already mentioned barbecue sauce a few times. Barbecue sauce is my favorite condiment. What are the two best cheeses that go with that? Cheddar and Pepper Jack. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, does beer cheese count as a cheese varietal? I guess if nacho cheese does, sure. beer cheese does. Yeah. I don't beer see why cheese not. is really good. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Let me. Holy cow. We've already been doing this for this long. Okay. Uh, I just like looked at the time and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to skip to one of the really good ones. All right. This is from Kevin. There's a Seinfeld where George tries to incorporate food and TV while having sex. George's go-to was a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> What's the perfect food to pair with sex? Now we got to be careful. <laughs> wow. I can't say I've uh, ever incorporated food and sex before. There are a few obvious. I mean, the obvious, the one, the stereotypical ones are the whipped cream, the strawberries, right? Um, the water buffalo, liver stuff, preferably stuff for safety's sake. Cucumber, um, <laughs> eggplant. Finally found a use for cucumber. Pickle, in my case, shrimp. What? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no answer for this. Kevin. I'm going back to barbecue sauce. Sick, sick bastard. I'm going back to barbecue okay. sauce. Well, that's this is you. I mean. <laughs> I think I told the story before when it made me think of you. We we took a uh, rub barbecue, not real urban barbecue, but rub up north mm-hmm. offers a uh, smoking class, yeah. barbecue smoking class. And me and my brother-in-law took it. And their smokers are literally literally in like a brick garage. Okay. So we're in there for like three or four hours. Yeah. And I swear to God, I think I had a smoke ring when we were done. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Hope's like, you smell so good. She's like, don't take a shower. You smell... Like smoked meats. I'm like, take a bite, see what happens. Um, but that, that I think about coming didn't. to work, smell like that. Rick would be like looking at me, like you know, they always show the the old uh, trope is stranded on a boat, and they look at the person in the boat, and they turn into yep. a chicken leg or whatever. Yes, yeah, you would turn into like a heaping <laughs> thing of brisket. Right. Well, more so. All right, next question from the birthday girl, Christine. She wants us to rank our M M&M and M varieties. Now, here's the thing, and this is a bit of a detour. That Rick and I both want to get to. Mm-hmm. This is happening with a lot of things, with Oreos and with M and M specifically. Just stop, stop with the crazy ass flavors and weird. Like I know sometimes they're really good, right? And they work sometimes. I think we've seen it too with like potato chips are coming out with a bunch of crazy mix ups too. M and Ms are going crazy. Just stop. Yeah, like we, coffee flavored and hazelnut. Like I like right. all these things. But Just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to go with my top five M and M's from uh, five to one. Okay. Number five is pretzel. Sure. Solid. You got the, the saltiness we talked about. Yeah. Number four is crispy, mm-hmm. which is like a malty kind of a flavor. I like the crispy. I don't know if it's it's not malt though because it doesn't no. have a malt flavor. It's no, like it's, a, it's more like the inside of a Kit Kat, like wafer. Right, or a Crunch Bar, maybe. Yes. Okay, so that's my four, the crispy. Number uh, three is peanut. Okay. Sometimes I just have that taste for a peanut M&M. Sure. Number two is peanut butter M&M. Different thing. Which is a souped up Reese's Pieces, and a Reese's Pieces does not have chocolate. Do you know that? I did not. Yeah, it's a candy shell and peanut butter, no chocolate. Well, that's because I avoid it like the plague that I, I wouldn't know that. Yeah, so peanut butter M&M's have chocolate and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And my number one's original M&M's. They're yeah. awesome. Yeah. They go in cookies. They go in cakes. They go in everything. I love original M&M's. So I know li- it's boring, but. We're so like-minded. This is kind of <laughs> ridiculous. So for me, number five is the white chocolate. Okay. Sometimes I just have a taste for white chocolate. Yeah. So sometimes it's right there. Number four for me is pretzel. Okay. Number three is crispy. Two and three were very close for me. Number two for me is the caramel. I do good. I am a sucker for caramel. Yeah. So you really get like, it's almost like a Rolo with a shell. So I am here for it. And then number one is regular. 
It's just they're there's, so good. Yeah, there's nothing more satisfying. There's a reason they've been a go-to candy for whatever it's been fifty Absolutely. years or whatever. Yes, my wife makes the my wife makes these around yeah. Christmas. She'll get the Snyder's square pretzels. Okay, she'll put a Rolo on that. Nice, and then put an M M&M, and M like in the top divot of the Rolo. Oh, and then you put them in the oven, and it all melts together oh, into like one good. delicious caramel, salty chocolate mm. delight. Yeah, they're good. They're very good. All right, I've got, uh, let's see. I got one more. Okay. Because I know we're running late here. Jimmy says, Eric's not doing too bad. The walking taco has a genius way of eating on the go and making a once messy meal manageable. What other meals would be a mobile friendly meal? More mobile friendly meal. That is interesting. See, a walking taco is a great example. Yes. Because there's no way you're going to have, like, ground beef and chips and everything together. Right. But are we really just praising the invention of a bowl? I kind of. Because my first thought is, like, well, I I couldn't probably eat a burrito while driving, but I can eat a burrito bowl while driving. Oh, I can eat a burrito while driving. (laughs) It's like like rice and beans falling over you. Yeah, I do that with Qdoba. Well, that's the problem with Taco Bell. Is it you cannot be eating on the run? Yeah, that's why the double decker is better. The double decker holds things. You could pinch the bottom and it holds the lettuce in place. Are, I you, am, are you a fan of pinching the bottom? Number three. <laughs> Another pen spike. <laughs> this is outrageous. That's yeah, because like I maybe I've just figured out the ma- the the like physics in it, which is <laughs> impressive because I never took physics, but I can eat a like a Chipotle Qdoba style burrito on the road. I, I've been meaning I to try. To, I used to do that like when the Kidoba was right here. Yeah. I would get it and then I would eat it as I was getting on the highway to crawl through traffic. What happened to that Qdoba, by the way? Uh, it's not there anymore. Hmm. There's still one a couple blocks down from I it. I wonder though. why it, so many of them are so hard to find now. Must be because they're so superior. Well, to here's, well with this specific <laughs> one, my guess, because I've seen they're doing construction, because like the nail place went out right next to it too. I think someone either bought the building. Oh, maybe. So. I I, I, been, I did think they were doing well enough, like business wise. Well, I want to try it again because of your, um, your impassioned defense mm-hmm. of Qdoba and your insistence that it's better than Chipotle. Yes, I've been wanting to try it again to give it another chance, okay. but I just can't find one. I mean, there's one at what is that, uh, Washington LaSalle. Okay, so it's not that. it's not like super close, but it's it's you know. What half mile maybe? Yeah, give or take longer than our point three k that we'll be doing. <laughs> yes, sign up for that. The point three k, September twenty first. Yep, that's 4 a Saturday, PM. four p.m. Make sure that you're signed up. You get a beer, you get a shot. donut and coffee, you get a shot, and you get a slider from White Castle, and you get to meander three hundred and sixty five yards with us, and go to the original Aurelio's before or after or both. Absolutely. All right. This is a great one from Justin. Do you buy underwear specifically so the band doesn't fold when you wear them? Here's the thing. Aside from two pairs of MeUndies that I bought because I wanted to try them out because every podcast on earth except this one Seriously. convinced me. Hey, MeUndies, we're here. I have not purchased underwear in probably 15 years. <laughs> That long? <laughs> I think I have underwear from college. I'm not oh even kidding. God. But I bought the Hanes. Yeah. Where the tag is on the front here. Sure. You know, by like right underneath my fat roll. Now, is it still a band or is it like there's there's like cloth covering It's the like band. a cloth co- covered band. See, sometimes when it's really hot out, though, that gets really warm. Yeah, they get rough. I will say, and again, MeUndies are not a sponsor. They are no. phenomenal. And they make your package look huge. <laughs> despite it not being in any way, shape, or form. They just have a certain way. It's a certain cut yeah. that gives you a look that's not real. Now we're opening ourselves <laughs> up for another endorsement. <laughs> well, you get the blue chew, then you get the undies. Then you need to manscape more. <laughs> Combine all those things, and maybe you can see it. What? Oh, yeah, wow. I don't know. Right. Um, anyway, yeah, I... I I don't because my underwear has lasted so long. I guess it's a shout out to Hanes for yeah. their, to their versatile underwear. It's been a couple of years since I've gotten any underwear. underwear. Yeah. 
Boy, we were right on right with that timing, too. Jesus Christ. You gave me a look. I knew where yeah. you were going. Yeah. I think, though, I'm ready to buy some, but it's one of those things where, like, expenses you hate. Yes. I think oil change, buying new tires, mm-hmm. um, buying socks, buying underwear. Because yes. there are four things that are expensive that don't really give you any benefit whatsoever. Right. I'm due for socks. I now have more so- more pairs of underwear that work than pairs of socks. Okay. Or- Underwear than pairs of socks. Pro tip. Yes. Target. Okay. They have their own brand. Goodfellow, I believe it's called. Sure. They have a 10-pack of socks. Okay. For $8.99. Really? I'm wearing them. They're little ankle socks. They're oh, the no-shows. Yeah. But they have them in black and white. I, I got the white in store, and then I ordered black Ooh. online. I got to pick them up. There you go. Okay. $8.99 for say. 10 pairs of socks? That's really good. That's a great deal. And they're nice. They're good socks. Okay. Heads up. Pro tip. All right. I got one more question before we go. Yeah, okay. And it's actually a serious one. Uh-oh. We hit a little bit earlier on these type of things. This is from my uh, from one of my good friends, Rob, who is a normie. So he does want to know this. Is it safer to be a fat guy than woman? And do we have any of the same pressures to be a certain way than women do? Absolutely not. It is way easier for a man to be fat than a woman. Absolutely. And it's crap. Right. Like, I mean... And, you know, I will say, and I, I, if we have female listeners, write us about this because I'm curious. I feel like the clothes that are made for overweight women mm-hmm. work the opposite way. They make them look bigger. Like, they're, what is the name of the store? Is it Torrid? Is that the name of the store? Where it's like for no bigger clue. girls and it's like hip clothes for bigger girls. And I feel like everything, because um, my sister was overweight, and w- w- we would shop with her mm-hmm. occasionally, and like every time she would try on there, I'm like, no, like it, it makes the arms like the sleeves are really short. Yeah, it's like it's so it's, still, sh- it's still made for smaller people, but it's just like like right. you, like you took the picture of it and dragged on the corner. Yeah, so like for for dudes like us, like yeah. me and Rick, we can go to a store and get a double X shirt that's mm-hmm. athletic cut. Yeah. And it gives us the illusion of being smaller. Illusions, Michael. I don't think that, I don't, and I don't know, but I feel like overweight women have a really, really, really hard time. And I think there's more societal pressure on them to be thin, which yes. is BS. I don't think that companies do much to help them look better. Right. Like, Rick and I, we just buy bigger clothes. Our right. clothes are the same. I mean, They're think, just bigger. Think about this. For guys, dad bod became a thing, which it is did. which yeah. is essentially... Like, you're not really overweight, but you're just kind of overweight. But either way, you're not, like, yeah. fit. And that became a whole thing, and there's never been that type of thing for women. I mean, no. even people that, like, we consider, like, it was a thing at the time. And maybe this is just from my perspective. When Kate Upton, like, kind of hit the scene, right? she was never, like, ultra skinny. No. Like, she was, like, for, for me, for my preferences... Perfect. Yeah. But that, see, that is absolutely perfect. But, like, if Kate Upton worked here. Right. Regardless of, like, put a, a replacement level face on sure. her. Sure. <laughs> because <laughs> she's beautiful by any standard, by any right. person. But if she worked here, they call her, like, a bigger model. She'd be one of the smallest people that works here. Like, yeah. there's um, Heather Graham. Not Heather Graham. Ashley Graham. Okay. Is, like, a plus-size model that is actually owning it. Yeah. And there's Iskra Lawrence is another one, one of my favorites, mm-hmm. actually. Um, she's uh, English, and she's blonde, and she's a big girl. Yeah. I think Hunter, there's a woman named Hunter something, too. There's there's one of, the, one of the people that's in uh, Big Brother okay. this season is a, actually from Chicago, Jessica is a plus-size model. Yeah. There's, and she, and we she need just more throw, of and that. She, yeah, and she just throws out there. She's like, I'm a size 18, yeah, and that's fine. A lot of dudes, like... And other women or whatever your preference is that like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I prefer a girl with some thickness to her. And I'm glad that finally, like, there's uh, women that are that way that are becoming role models and are are putting that message. Like Lizzo is a great example. Yeah. The singer Lizzo is like, I'm big. Deal yeah. with it. I'm, I'm hot. I know I'm hot and I'm big at the same time. And there's no, like, it used to be like, whoa, look, Beyonce, she's thick. No, she's not. Right. She's not. She's not at all. And that that should not be the standard that anyone calls big or thick. Right. 
I'm glad that there's more women that are actually truly built that way mm-hmm. that are being more comfortable to come out and show it and share it and make it more, I, I hate to say the norm, yeah, but to make it become more mainstream, I suppose. Yeah. And it's, I think it's just, not to get overly political, but it's just a, um, you know, it's it's just an example of the patriarchy of men running everything. Sure. So women have to fall into this little narrow category, right. whereas men can be like, oh, well, look at him. Like, Kevin James is somehow a sex symbol. Huh? <laughs> I, I know a lot of women that are very attracted to Kevin James. Because of his personality? No, either way. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Right. It's better for us. It means we have more of a chance. But long story short, it yes. is much, much, much easier for a man to be overweight than a woman. 100%. Yes. And we recognize no that, and we're sorry And honestly, it. I'm encouraged by the fact that we have so many women that want to participate in this podcast. For like sure. In terms of asking questions, in terms of just, like, interactions on Twitter, at I'm Fat Pod. Like, I love the fact that we have as many women as we do that interact. It'd be great to have more, obviously. Yeah. But just the fact that with what we've been able to build in the community that we have on this podcast, that, uh, you know, normies and fats alike are able to come together and enjoy food and enjoy the lifestyle. That's right. It's a mindset, not a body type. All right. Once again, if you want in on the Homewood Point 3K, we'll tweet it out. We'll tweet out the link to sign up from the podcast account. Uh, Also, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Send us Ask or Back questions really at any time. As the news pops up, I love that we have people that when stuff comes up in the news, they will send us things. So we keep track of that for the next time. You know, we've been getting so many questions. We'll do these style of of episodes more often. If we get like I still have questions left over. Yeah. I will try to give this link out if people don't follow us on Twitter. It's kind of long, but it's easy. Runsignup.com slash race slash il slash homewood slash homewood zero three k run oh is that it that's it run sign up.com slash race slash il slash homewood slash homewood zero three k run that is the link to sign up but if you go to run sign up.com mm-hmm. you could probably just enter homewood point three k and find it that way yeah and maybe and i'm just this is 100 percent something we haven't talked about yet but Depending on how it goes, if we know there's going to be a decent amount of people from the, that listen to the podcast that are going to be coming, maybe we'll do a meetup either before or after. For sure. That so, sounds great. It would have to be before. Okay. But I am down for all that. Cool. All right. He's Jay. I'm Rick. This is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but so what happens? That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox.